Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Well, Orioles won three in a row. You thinking what I'm thinking? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. No, I think they uh, have a lot more work to do uh, before we talk about playoffs. Hey, welcome to Full Count Chaos. I am Nathan Andrews. As you know, you can always reach me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Today on the show, received a message on Facebook from someone saying I'm discriminating against Facebook, which was very interesting. They also asked a question about the umpires, and they mentioned a movie worth seeing. We also do players' tweets and more stats that will make you cry and want to punch yourself in the face. Uh, by the way, great call from Jeremy Conn. I'm getting a lot of great feedback. And when he called, by that time, the Orioles were so bad. I reached, I texted him and said, hey, would you be willing to come on the show I'm doing for the Orioles podcast? It was before the season even started. So by the time he came on, you know, we're talking about reruns of Seinfeld. <laughs> In the beginning of the show, I had to edit out. Because at that point, it was very depressing. How bad the Orioles were doing now, three games in a row. <laughs> A lot of people I'm talking to, they're like, well, now I need to save up for playoff tickets. Get the fuck out of here. You're crazy. Speaking of money, holy hell, Manny Machado. Boy, is he going to be shitting out $100 bills. <laughs> oh, my God. And a lot of fans and a lot of people I know and I have friends that text me and family members that text me like, why are we not trading Manny? Look, it's very difficult for this time of year to think that you're going to get a fantastic trade because the teams who are in it right now in early May, they they don't need to trade away good players. They have who they have. Uh, teams that aren't in it, well, they're not going to give you good players because they think they're not in it. Teams are kind of on the line. That's why Duquette was kind of warning the fans, you know, wait, be patient. July is normally the time because at that time, yeah, teams know whether they're in it, they're not in it, or they're right there. So early May is going to be a little difficult. As much as I hate sticking up for Doofy Duquette, he's got a point. Prob- probably we'll still get to see Manny play till July, which is fun. My God, the guy hits two home runs. I'm recording the podcast tonight, Friday. We just beat Tampa Bay. What was it? Nine to four. Chancisco hit a home run. That was cool to see. Trumbo hit a home run. That was fun. Opposite field. For those of you who think that the hitting coach, Cool Ball, might get fired because a lot of people are saying they can't hit, they need to fire someone just to show the fans that they are making a dramatic move, he's not going anywhere. (laughs) I don't know if you saw Manny's post-game interview, but all he did was just rant and rave about how the, the reason he's hitting the way he is is because of his hitting coach, Cool Ball. And you know, Cool Ball, when he heard that, he just celebrated. You should be buying Manny a steak dinner every single night, lobster, whatever it is, till he's gone, Cool Ball. Because he just saved your job. Because if the Orioles' offense kept going the way that they're going, you'd be gone. Because they'd have to do something. They're, they're so bad. What, last week, 40 strikeouts in Oakland. Three-game series, and people say, well, they did go in extra innings. Okay, two extra innings. They still struck out 40 fucking times in Oakland. We put them above 500. I heard that was the first time they've been above 500 in May in, like, the past 10 years. But Cool Ball right now, I mean, he's calling his wife right now, his kids, crying. I just want to say I love you. I appreciate you guys putting up with all my anger lately, my stress. I didn't think I'd have a job, and... 
Oh, man. And, and speaking of, of coaches, you know, the, the, look, I understand the Orioles won three in a row. That's great. And I, I hope they do that 20 more times and they get back in it before July. And then we keep Manny and <laughs> only get a draft pick for him at the end of the season. No, but a lot of people are giving Buck Showalter a pass, okay? The, right now, obviously, when a team's doing bad, everybody's pointing fingers. Everybody wants this person fired and that person fired. And Dan Connolly, who I mention all the time, and I'm going to continue to mention, and I'll tell you why, real quick, why I always, why I like Dan Connolly. First, I love the way he writes his articles. And second, I love how he, you can comment under his articles, but he's one of the only writers that I see that every single response he responds to that response i mean he's not going to continue to have a conversation with you but when you write something commenting about what he just wrote he responds to you i love that so i I like to follow him i follow him on twitter i read his articles but even he said about a week or two ago he's like look i don't like seeing people get fired but fire the bat boy or something something needs to happen but i i'm in the minority here i i feel that I, i i'd be okay if buck showalter wasn't here next year He's made some interesting moves lately in the past couple of years. Yes, of course, I bring up the 2016, putting Ubaldo in instead of Zach Britton. We're not going to talk about that. He had a great track record. All right, he, he 14 losing seasons. He comes in, gets us to the playoffs a couple times. So, yeah, people feel he gets a pass, but who cares about the past? Sports are always about now. And I just feel Buck needs to go. I think a lot. some people think that the game has passed by him. I don't know about that. I get he's getting old, and I get the game is changing, and people are saying Buck's not changing with the game, whatever. But all I say is sports is all about right now, not what the hell they did in the past. Congratulations. That's great. You know, tell that to Chris Davis. Chris Davis can't be like, look, guys, come on. Look what I did a few years ago. Come on. Sports is like a marriage. If I cheated on my wife and fucked up two years in a row, cheating on her, she wouldn't want to hear me throw at her my great track record, talking about all the good years we had before then. It's about now. And right now, Buck is not looking too smart. I know you can't hand someone a turd and say, all right, turn it into a piece of gold. I get that. But again, Colby Rasmus, that was his guy. He also said Craig Gentry is his secret weapon. Look, Buck's got a funny sense of humor. I don't know if that was just him being funny, a little little sarcastic. If it was, it was kind of fucked up on Craig Gentry's side. <laughs> but I don't care about his track record. It's about now. It's about what's going on. If people judge the past years on managers, Joe Torre wouldn't have even been hired on the Yankees. He did not have a good career before he came on to the Yankees, though. I don't know, Stevie Wonder could have managed the Yankees back in the 90s and won a couple World Series. But what I'm saying is it's it's about now. And a lot of fans I know can agree. And, and another thing we can agree on, Chris Tillman. No more Chris Tillman, right? We don't need to talk about his stats. We don't. This shouldn't even be a discussion. It really shouldn't. I'm going to get to the email here in a second, but I, I'm... As much as I love reading and following uh, Rockabaco and Steve Molesky stuff, I'm so tired of hearing them talk like on the radio about, you know, these fans, they really need to remember what Chris Tillman did for this team. Yeah, we know. We get it. He was good. He, he ter- Terrible is a compliment of how he's pitching right now. Buck loves his guys. You know Buck, he's very loyal to his soldiers. Uh, he said after the game, he said, same challenges he had. Stuff was a little short, and command was short. You know, that's a bad combination. It's tough to watch him struggle like that, especially with the success he's had in the past. 
Some people say, well, that's because Caleb wasn't catching for him. Bullshit. Tillman had an ERA of six when Caleb was pitching for him, or catching for him. A lot of people thought he had a plane ticket. Go back to his family. Here's your $3 million. Have a good day. Tuesday was a tough day to be an Orioles fan. I had a friend text me saying this is the most depressed he's been as an Orioles fan in years watching Bundy break a record like that. If you didn't hear, and I'm sure you did, Dylan Bundy is the first pitcher to allow four home runs in a game without recording an out. That'll give you diarrhea for a few days if you're Bundy because it was everywhere. ESPN, MLB Network, Fox, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2. That's all they were talking about. I mean, players are going to treat him like he's pitching a no-hitter and just leave him alone for a while, not even talk to him. That's tough. But we're thinking Dylan Bundy is going to be our new Mike Mussina. We've needed one of those in like 25 years, and it looks like he's already got dead arm in early May. He's had a few bad outings. Kevin Galsman's winding up to be the big bad motherfucker that we needed. Good for him. He started a new wind-up. He's even saying cocky shit after games like, look, I could go for another 20 innings right now, or you're going to see that another 30 times for me this year, and I can put it anywhere I want. (laughs) That's what he's going to tell his wife, how good he's pitching, how much money he'll make if he keeps his career going like this. Look, honey, I can put it anywhere I want. I'm not talking about pitching, babe. She's like, okay, as long as you're my little millionaire. (laughs) Speaking of pitchers, did you hear O'Day is out now? O'Day said he was stretching his arm and a teammate accidentally came into contact with him and hyperextended his right elbow. I know who it was. It was fucking Mike Wright. He knew what he was doing. He's just one by one getting rid of these players so he can keep a job because, my God, I don't know why right now in 2018 we're still talking about Mike Wright. How is he still on the team? Fox Twitter posted this week, the Orioles were the first team ever to be 17 games behind the leading team in their division this early in the season. Great job, dickweeds. Way to make Charm City proud of their O's. I mean, we're breaking records all over the place, but we win three games in a row and everyone's hugging each other, being like, here we go. Here it is. (laughs) This is it. Anyway, right now, let's go to Player Tweets of the Week. These are just random tweets that I came across, either uh, current players or ex-players. We'll start with an ex-player, Pedro Martinez. He tweeted out this week, In my days, to only pitch five innings was an absolute disgrace. Something shameful for a pitcher. Today, pitching is a totally different ball game. Oh, good old Pedro. This fucker threw down an old man in his time. Remember that? Threw down 95-year-old Don Zimmer, however old he was, on the Yankees. Boston, Yankees fight. Those were always fun. And since the Orioles have been out of it, watching baseball, the Yankees and Red Sox, those games have been extremely exciting. As much as I hate boosting them up, playoff atmosphere, packed stadium, Red Sox are up, Yankees are up, Red Sox are up, Yankees are up, goes to the ninth inning, walk-off home runs. I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, Mike Trout came across this stat. He said there's only one Albert Pujols. The field and the game wouldn't be the same without you. 3,000 and counting. Hashtag machine. And by the way, Mike Trout's picture on his Twitter is his wife. Him and his wife. And you won't believe this. His wife is tan with blonde hair with a banging body. Can you believe that, Mike Trout? Look, I don't have a man crush on Mike Trout, but he's a good-looking dude. He's a millionaire, and he's one of the best baseball players in the world. Of course he's going to pull some tail like that. And I shouldn't. Shouldn't say that about his wife, I'm sure. She looks like a lovely lady, has a beautiful smile, perfect teeth. She looks like she loves him for him. 
Uh, Kevin Pilar says happy birthday or happy seven months to his baby girl. Raja Davis, this is a random tweet. He says, look at my new favorite hat. And it's just, he takes a selfie with just an all black hat on. And he's just, he's given a really odd look in the camera. I don't know. And then uh, Salvador Perez from the Royals, the catcher, he says, happy birthday to me. Now, you'd think you post a photo saying happy birthday to me. And you'd think that photo would be what? You know, maybe a selfie with a birthday hat on, a silly picture. No, he puts a photo of his baseball card under his post. Come on. Come on. You got to put, just do a selfie. Put a little birthday hat on. Smile, make it goofy. You don't put your birthday, I mean, you don't put your uh, a baseball card. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Hanley Ramirez from the Red Sox. He put, y'all were nervous. Don't lie. I wasn't. Hashtag dirty water. Guess they beat the Yankees in late innings. And he was proud of that. <laughs> he was very proud of that. Uh, one thing I did like, this isn't a tweet, but Rick Dempsey said after the team, uh, after the game in Oakland, he said this team isn't tough enough and they need somebody to kick their butts. I love listening to him and Jim Palmer post-game, especially when they're doing bad. I mean, they don't they don't give a shit what they say. They're bothered. Rick Dempsey's bothered because he has that Dempsey's restaurant there. And when the Orioles are doing bad, his restaurant business is doing bad. So he really wants the Orioles to do well. <laughs> All right. Received a message on Facebook this week from a gentleman by the name of James. Always appreciate people reaching out. Here's what he wrote. Here's what he starts with. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Instagram. So please stop discriminating against Facebook. Now, I read that. I, I didn't know what he meant, what kind of joke that was. So I wrote back and uh, I said, I just asked him, what do you mean by that? And he said, when I ask people to reach out on my show, I only mention Twitter, which isn't true. I mentioned Facebook, too. So I don't know what he was talking about because he's the second person uh, that's reached out to me on Facebook. But he says he completely agrees with Jeremy and I about the strike zone and umps calling bad games. He said, when will the league change this? And he says, by the way, you asked for us to let you know on any good movies or shows we've watched. Definitely see Infinity War. Appreciate that, James. Very much for reaching out. Uh, The Infinity War movie, I haven't seen. I'm not a comic book guy, but everybody who has seen it tells me, look, even if you're not a comic book guy, you got to go see it. So I appreciate the heads up, James. Maybe I'll give it a chance. I don't know, but... Yeah, last week when Jeremy was on, I asked him, I said, what do you think about the umps and the strike zone with all the technology? Don't you think they got it? They have, the league has to do something soon. I always say the umps are like the mafia because you always hear that, you know, they, they control the game. You always hear people say it's their strike zone. Other umpires have other strikes. zone. no, strikes are strikes, balls are balls. A couple weeks ago, I talked about how much that pisses me off. And again, with all the technology, with everything you can do these days, why are we still having human beings make one of the most important calls in any kind of sport, balls and strikes? Why are we still having someone stand behind the plate? Now, how do we do that? Again, I've mentioned before, you can do a radar gun, something. (laughs) Radar gun, what are you talking about? If you didn't tune into that episode... I was saying like an umpire should hold a radar gun and there should be a sensor in the strike zone. If the ball goes through it, you know, it'll make a beep or, or vibrate in the umpire's hand. I don't know. I mean, obviously, we still need an umpire behind the plate for a lot of other calls. But but enough already. 
2018. Get away from all this bullshit with having an umpire called terrible balls and terrible strikes. And even Jeremy said the past couple of years, the umpires have just been awful, really bad at calling strikes. And I just think they need to go with something else. So thanks, James. He said he agrees with that. Yeah, I think a lot of people agree with that. You know what I've been doing? I've always been uh, checking my phone. I've been waiting for Orioles to uh, put an alert out there for walk-on tryouts, right? And then 30 years later, Disney puts out a movie about it. But why not? Walk-on tryouts would probably put half the roster out of a job. And speaking of out of the job, Santander, it's time for you to go, homie. You can't play right field and you can't bat. But this team, man, it's frustrating. Same thing every year. They keep slow softball power hitters on the team and they try to spend $50 on these lousy little fast guys that never seem to work out. Nate McLeod, I think he was like the last guy that worked out for us who was really fast, who could hit, who could play the field, who could steal bases. This team reminds me of the original Nintendo hockey game. Remember that? <laughs> Where you could pick a fat guy, a medium-sized guy, and a skinny guy. Now, the medium-sized guy was always the best guy to pick. You know, he had a medium pace speed, but he could hit the ball. He could also... If he hit you and you're a little guy, he'd take the puck from you. But you never take the medium guy. You'd always take the real heavy guy or you'd take a little skinny guy because they were fast. The smart thing to do when you were playing the hockey game on Nintendo is pick all medium guys. But no. want to pick those big, fat, slow guys who could hit the puck 150 miles per hour. Fox Twitter posted this week, the Orioles were the first team ever to be 17 games behind the leading team in their division. This early in the season. Great job, dickweeds. Way to make Charm City proud of their O's. Holy hell. And then Tony Lombardi posted, the Orioles offense has earned its league worst record. 30th in on-base percentage, 28th in slugging, 29th RBI, 29th average, 29th runs, 27th in caves, 30th run differential by 25 runs. It's terrible. And a lot of media about a week or two ago thought the Orioles wouldn't win more than 40. The worst record... 1962, 40 and 120 from the New York Mets. And if you go back in the early, early 1900s, there's some teams that went like 5 and 80, 4, four and 90. I, I didn't count those teams. I kind of went up a little earlier than that. 2003, Detroit Tigers, 43 and 119. I don't know. I'm t- a week ago, 40 wins seemed like a lot to ask for with this team. But Scope's coming back. Trumbo's coming back. Trumbo's bats heating up. Scopes dropped a couple double plays, but it didn't matter because we won both of those games of the balls that he dropped. It's a new day. Yes, it is. All right. Well, right now it is Saturday. (laughs) My power went out Friday night, which is kind of ironic because Saturday tonight we had a big storm here where I live, Baltimore. Hail, lightning, strong winds, thunder. It was fun. And my power did not go off. Friday night, I'm just sitting there recording. Everything went off. The power didn't come on till late or early Saturday morning. So I said, screw it. I'll just wrap it up uh, Saturday, which is kind of cool because I get to talk about the two games that we had today, Saturday, doubleheader, single admission, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, I was pretty excited because Friday night, the stadium was packed. That was really cool. And I'm sure the, the uh, players... They all loved it, too, coming out, playing in front of 30, 35,000 fans. That was really awesome. And it was, look, fire. I think it was, was it the first firework night 
But it's kind of cool because Saturday after the afternoon game, the 3 o'clock game, that's four in a row. And everybody's getting a little excited. You know, the, <laughs> 12 and 27. Still still a long way from getting very excited. Uh, David Hess came up and pitched. I liked him. I liked the kid. He shit the bed in the first inning but settled down. Had the first inning jitters. Jason Locken four on Twitter. I mean, like every day, every 20 minutes, he was tweeting about how much he loves this guy and he's going to be great and how excited he is. I'm thinking, all right, we're going to get a pretty good pitcher because in the minor leagues, he was uh, 212 ERA, had a 2-0 record. That was after six games this year. He comes up. Again, just gives up three runs in the first inning. No, ain't no thing. Oriole fans, we're used to seeing that, right? First inning, shit in the bed. But he, after a while, he settled down, and he looked great. He had great movement on the ball. He realized that you can't throw it down the middle, belt high, and get away with it here in the majors. Three strikeouts, no walks, 78 pitches, and 56 of them were strikes. So he's not afraid to go after the batter. You know, I can't stand that. He's Wade Miley, Ubaldo. I hate bringing up those guys. I mean, even Galsman. Galsman's look great, but it, it, it seemed like he was always just trying to, to to place the pitch just perfect on the outside, and he could never get it. Now it just seems like Galsman's like, all right, next batter, let's do this. Let's go, and he just goes right after you. But it seemed like the mentality Davis has had. So good for him, man. He, uh, won, he got his first win. <laughs> first game, first win. They win 6-3, to three, four in a row. You're feeling great. Jan Sisko had a double steal. He was on third. And I just found out he became the first Orioles since Cal Ripken Jr., 1982, to have their first big league stolen base be home base. And hopefully Jan Sisko hits the gym. The guy's got some power behind the bat, but man, is he a beanpole. And he, he's hitting opposite field home runs. He hit one the other night. Just needs to hit the gym. Get off the Nautilus machine. Start doing the free weights. <laughs> Stop to, you know, do the pull-ups, do the push-ups. That's fine, but get away from the aerobics. Just start pounding those weights, man. That was that was like when Manny came up, first came up in the majors. He was hitting line drive singles, hard doubles. Everyone said, look, those are all going to turn into home runs, and that's exactly what happened. And, man, the more years chance just continues to work out and get better, I think his bat, he's... He's going to be a three, four spot hitter before you know it. I think the guy's going to be okay. Needs to work on his defense. Man, there's a lot of balls that are thrown from the outfield that take one hop and it goes through Chan Sisko's arms or legs or by his glove. I, I don't know. Needs to work on that. But the Orioles won 6-3, to three, and I'm sure we're all thinking after the fourth win, we're, we're like, where the hell was this last month? It just goes to show you a couple guys out of the lineup can be a domino effect, right? I mean, though. Though how bad they were, you're thinking, look, I mean, if they were playing their underwear, the offense should have not played that bad. It was really bad. And then they get their just, was it 10-3 to was the final, uh, the uh, Saturday night game. So out of five games, they've won four. Okay, do that the next five, six times. You, we might be talking about something. Without Manny, though I don't know, Manny Machado's the main reason that we have all these wins. Like I said earlier, the guy is just going to make mucho dinero. Grand slam, home run. Gets another home run today in the afternoon game. God, first pitch, center field, goodbye, home run, see you later. I mean, the guy, what what are you going to say? So when he leaves, yeah, I mean, (laughs) half the games that we've won, which has been, what, six? (laughs) 
<laughs> he's he's one force. He's just straight up said, "All right, guys, I got this." But anyway, they lose ten to three. The O's bullpen. They, I mean, they've just been pretty shitty this this season. Uh, poor Richard Blyer. I mean, the guy is a straight up All Star reliever right now, and and he got lit up. But we again still wound up winning the game. Uh, and then Arujo, Arujo. I've heard his name pronounced twenty different ways. We've had enough of him. He he is awful. Tonight he gave up. He gave up a hit. He walked three batters. He hit one batter. Didn't even get through an inning. Then Mike Wright comes in. Oh my God! Mike Wright is like Chris Tillman. All right, we don't need to waste our breath on this guy anymore. <laughs> he's he's a, nobody wants him on the team anymore. He's done. He needs to go. He's terrible. It doesn't matter what situation is. You, just, you can't bring him in the game. You can't hide a guy like that. Poor Buck is. I mean, how many guys can? Can you try to avoid now with O'Day out? Oh boy, I don't know what's going to happen coming up. I mean, again, you know, at this point, look, they won four in a row. I'm sure they're going to do that another few times this season, but they've just the, the hole is dug too deep. And at this point, you just you want them to have a record that's not in the worst record in the history of baseball, right? I think we discussed I discussed that earlier. The what was the worst record? I think it was what 40 where'd I have it here I mentioned it earlier that was yesterday to me <laughs> it was like 20 minutes to you guys 40 and 120 the New York Mets 1962 that's right and then the uh, Tigers in 03 43 and 119 look we've already had enough records that we've <laughs> set in the books this year and we're only in May so let, let, let's settle down with that all right so at this point you're just hoping that <laughs> they they do well Enough not to be the worst team in baseball. And by the way, I got to give a shout out to the Caps. Washington Capitals. Come on, even if you're not a hockey fan, you got to watch playoff hockey. There's nothing like it. You got to be a different kind of breed to be able to play that sport. I have friends that play that sport and they're all big, you know, six foot four, 240. <laughs> Just a different breed. I love it. I can't get enough of it. And they were playing Tampa Bay last night when we were beating up on Tampa Bay. So that was kind of funny. Capitals win four to two. Everybody's saying, "Oh, Tampa Bay is just going to destroy these guys." They're up. the Caps are what four to nothing. That it was. It, it's just, play, look. The Orioles are doing. They're not doing well. All right. And if you're trying to get your mind off it, I think I'm telling you, man. I think hockey playoffs will help you get through it. I do. Washington Capitals, come on. They haven't done this in 20 years. No Washington team has gotten this far in the playoffs in 20 years, so this is exciting. All right? We're, we're not... Look, <laughs> I'm somebody who is far from a Washington Nationals fan. I mean, miles away from being a Nationals fan. I've been to the National Stadium when, the obviously, the Orioles are playing them. I think their stadium's a piece of shit. I think it's garbage. I mean, we've been spoiled with Camden Yards, one of the best stadiums in the entire league. But I, I don't like the players. I don't like the fans, although I'm close friends with a lot of fans But of the Nationals. But I went to a Nationals game. We sat actually in the uh, presidential suite. I don't know if that's what you call it, the, the Lexus seats that you right behind home plate. They're, they're, they can be sometimes 400 a seat. You get everything you want, every any kind of drink, any kind of beer, any kind of food from lobster to steak to pizza to chicken nuggets. It's pretty cool. You go downstairs. It's like you follow the velvet rope in the back. It was really, really cool. 
I have really great hookups with the Orioles, with the Nats, all over baseball. So I'm pretty lucky that I get to experience a lot of the things I do. But the couple times I've been to Nat Stadium and they were playing the Orioles, I had my Oriole gear on. You know, the Orioles, they, they beat them both times. But each time they hit a home run, get a base hit, get a nice d- double play. And, and we'll cheer. I'll be with a friend of mine, and, and we'll have a good time, and we'll clap, we'll cheer, we'll high-five. We sit down, that's it. But each time I've been to the game, national fans have turned around and yelled at us for cheering for our team. They said, you're being rude because you are visitors. You are, <laughs> this is not your stadium. I'm not kidding. I am not making this up. I got yelled at for cheering, and I was not obnoxious. I would stand up. I would cheer. Sit down, that was it. Maybe it took eight seconds by the time I stood up, clapped, and sat back down. And that was it. So after that night, I'm like, screw that. Look, I'm not a Nationals fan, but now the fans give me a hard time. And they're all wearing their salmon-colored shorts. Nobody wears National thing. When you start sitting down below, I'm even talking about down first base all the way uh, near right field. People aren't wearing their uh, Nats gear. It's more of, you know, business oriented around there. They're all wearing their uh, sailor's hat, nautica shirt, salmon colored <laughs> shorts. And I went twice. Both times, same thing. Everybody just kept turning around looking at us. One guy behind me told me to keep it down. <laughs> we weren't doing anything. But I, I don't know. I, I What was I saying? I got off track there. I, I think basically what I'm saying is, look, I, I'm not a Washington fan. You know, Washington is in Maryland. They're close by. They're the closest thing we have to a hockey team. I, I have friends and family who love the uh, Capitals. I've been to games. I cheer them on. So this is exciting. Okay, that's <laughs> the Orioles are, are now, right now, they're 12 and 28 because they lost tonight, Saturday. It's brutal. That's all I got. I got some play, playoffs hockey. Oh, boy. But we're going to, it's going to be a long season. Hopefully, hey, who knows? Who knows? That's why we love sports. We don't know. They're 12 and 28 right now, and they could go to the playoffs. They could. I know. It, it, that's, that's why we love sports. Anyway, we've got a lot coming up in the next couple months. What's going to happen with Manny pitching? Alex Cobb, is he going to turn it around? I don't know if you can say exactly he got lit up today, Saturday. Uh, first four innings, he let a run in. Chase Peterson didn't exactly help him. Oh, my God, he is not the answer. But there's a lot coming up. I think everybody's really interested in what's happening with Manny. I think more Oriole fans that I talk to, they kind of have an idea. Look, they dug them the hole way too deep. So now I think it's just going to be interesting to see what we do with Manny. It's like a soap opera. Anyway, I hope you guys stick with me. It's a long season, folks. It's it's very sad when you know at the beginning of May you're thinking, shit, there goes my summer. Let's get through this together. All right, till next time. See you.